And I want to define that enemy. They are liberal. The socialist agenda. They are progressives. A vile liberal agenda. They are Che Guevarians. They are Castroites. Tyranny. The radical left. Trotskyites. Maoists, Stalinists, Leninists, Marxists. Out of touch liberal elite. They're all our enemies. Who'd I leave out? Welcome to the Urban Underachiever radio program. My name is Brandon Walker. And as usual, I'm joined by some very classy, very articulate, very special people. Brent Dawson, mm-hmm. Stephanie Casey. You guys Hello. all right tonight? Yep. Brent has just returned from where? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma. He had a, a, a comedy show there. Good times. What are you, you That was a really loud swallow. I must have been like right next to the mic with my throat. Um, <laughs> did you go anywhere this week, uh, Stephanie? You were at home. Uh, no, I was around. I was in Fargo, North Dakota this week. and uh, I went to North Dakota once and it was closed. <laughs> I kind of wish that it was too. closed. I banged I on the front and they said go around. I got stuck there. One of them, I had a, a couple of speaking engagements and one of them canceled. And instead of flying me home, the company thought it would be more prudent just to leave me there for 24 hours because it would be cheaper to keep me there than it would be to fly me home. Right. So I got to spend an extra 24 hours in Fargo. So by the time I got to the airport on the way out of Fargo, I was already in a pretty bad mood. Uh, and it got worse as I was walking into the terminal and realized that every single TV was not just showing Fox News, but had it turned up loud enough <laughs> that you could hear it no matter where you went in the airport. Wow. Um, and this happened to be one trip that I had forgotten my iPod, which is really hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> if you got to fly five, six hours a day, it's really hard to not have yeah. it. But when Glenn Beck is screeching at me in the airport and there's nothing I could do about it. So I don't usually write emails or letters to yeah to <laughs> organizations like that, to airports or municipal, municipal whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. But I was like, this is ridiculous. This is a public place. People, it's, I have no choice in, in, unless I have my iPod. So I, I fired him off one of those emails just saying, look. Couldn't you have figured out? Couldn't you have put on something else? The Cartoon Network. <laughs> or just Muzak or whatever they usually have. I mean, TV out loud? That yeah. seems crazy. I was like, you know, <laughs> Fox stuck. News. I, I said, I don't know if you guys are trying to make a political statement. Obviously, it's Fargo. It's the whitest of the white as far as like the, the demographic. There are no, from what I can tell, there are no black people in Fargo, North Dakota. It's the Or even Lat- Latinos or anybody of color. That must be the most frustrated clan in the country. I mean, obviously, there is, it's very conservative, ultra conservative. <laughs> we got to get Eric. <laughs> Eric, yeah, exactly. With a K and Nordic Gringard or something like that, I'm sure. But So, so I wrote them this email. I didn't think they were going to write me back. They wrote me back before I even left the airport. An email, and and it wasn't a form email. I was so so literally some guy in the office, probably right on the away. other wow. side of the wall from where I was sitting, got my email, uh-huh. and just wrote me back this real kind of terse, sort of smarmy email. I mean, what did it say? It was like, Mister Walker, we're very sorry to offend you, blah blah blah. And and then they went on to give me the statistics. They're like. Uh, we've tried every major network. We had CNN on for a while, and we got so many complaints Whoa. that it was biased, <laughs> so we had to switch over. And he said, we switched over to Fox News over a year ago, and we've had only, and yours is the third complaint we've had. Wow. 
And I didn't even write. I don't even know what to say to that. I didn't even write it back. <laughs> let me feel, outnumbered, Brandon. Let me feel that in one. In Fargo, yeah. North Dakota. Oh, yeah. I'll let you feel that. I'll take that. You're one. good at writing those letters. I've seen <laughs> some of your letters. But listen, what, really, guys, and I hate it when hotels do it. They do it in the lobby. They put on Fox News. And we understand that Fox News is extremely biased, right? I mean, can we all agree that it really is? They tell them to spread the word like in church because I was working somewhere and there was a conservative guy that enjoyed like mm-hmm. having that play in the office at a volume that everyone could hear. The boss. Kind of like teaching the peons. You now, know? Look, now, now, so what would you consider the the opposite of Fox News to be? It'd be MSNBC, right? As far as if you have the equivalent, the liberal equivalent would be that because you've got I Keith Olbermann show. There is one. Well, if you, if you think about what makes Fox News so bad, really, to me, is Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly, which seem to be on 24-7. their entire, yeah. Now, they do have, quote, news segments, which are those, like, Fox in the morning or whatever those ridiculous people are. But MSNBC is similar in that they have some news, but then they have Rachel Maddow's show, they've got Keith Olbermann's show that are very left-wing oriented. But isn't CNN, to me, it seems like that's a good compromise. And the fact that they've got so many complaints that CNN is biased to what me is What about, like, they should silly. have shown on, like, BBC News on channel, you know, or oh, something like that. Oh, they would love that up there, I'm sure. Well, that's just, I think do, that's very plain. Do I don't PBS, think do the McNeil Lair report. And I, I recommend, I said, look, every, uh, you go to any major airport in the United States, not in Fargo, and what are they playing? They're playing HLN, Headline News, I or never CNN. noticed what's on TV at the airport at all. Well, and, mm-hmm. and what they normally do is they have it at a reasonable volume so that you don't have to listen to it. If you don't want right. to watch CNN, you could just walk somewhere else yeah. in fact that's what that's what they said they said uh you could go elsewhere in the airport and not <laughs> listen to it i'm like i tried man i found the the chair that was farthest away from the tv and i still heard glenn beck crying about something and <laughs> complaining about getting spanked like he did last this week this sounds and, like it went well yeah so it was good times i i don't i'm not going to bother y'all with and bore so you you're not reading his email but you're or, not comfortable no. with the white folks of it was just Fargo. weird man I, uh, the anyway, place where white people were invented by the way Speaking of white people, it's a land um, of Aryan white wet dreams. So, so it, it, I'm kind of torn about this thing with Sarah Palin. Her, it's it's like we talk about her every week. I don't know almost. what it is. I haven't Sarah heard watch this latest. What's going Urban on? Urban underachiever Sarah Watch. I don't um, even watch Sarah without the word mute beside her head. Anymore. Well, here's the the big thing was she's speaking at this school in, in the fall. Cal, you're from California. You know where Cal? You know where I lived in California. Stanislaw is S T A. No. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's one of the Cal State schools, Cal State Stanislaw. Some students <laughs> no, dug through it. the trash or documents that were about to be shredded, and they found Sarah Palin's <gasps> rider. If you know what a rider is, all three Very of us have been in entertainment. Well. We know what rider, a rider is. It's your list of demands that you have. You got to hear my rider. Well, this is what here's, – here's, I, I do want to know what your rider is. I have one myself. And I'm, Stephanie may have had one. You may have had one when you were doing a lot of touring and stuff. But hers no. – <laughs> number one um, – it seems that she's going to be paid about $100,000 from all the other... For an appearance. Yeah, for an appearance. Now, this is California. This is a state in which the state schools are desperate for funding right now. They're, they're removing scholarships and kicking students out. Okay. For, so it's not like they have a surplus of money to throw right, at somebody right. like, like Sarah Palin. Now, their argument is, well... But who who is she talking to? The students there? Like a fundraiser. So that's the idea is, okay, we're going to pay her 100000 right. and then she's going to bring in a bunch of people. Right. They're going to pay... 250 and, or whatever, and then we get yeah. 150 and Okay, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was funny was her rider. Her rider was like, um, you know, first-class airfare or a, a Learjet. 
to, to transport <laughs> yeah. uh, her and Todd, I guess. Or well, whoever. she's a celebrity now. She I mean, that's is, normal. That's Cameron Diaz would have the same request. Absolutely. And that's so why I don't really have that much of a problem with it. But she said things like, no, uh, all the questions have to be pre-screened, uh, no autographs. I mean, little right. things like that. But the thing people are making a big deal out of is she says she has to have bottled water with bendy straws. She's got to have the <laughs> bendy straws. Nice. And I was a pretty tame writer as far as writers go. It is. I mean, when you think of real uh, other celebrities. Yeah, I don't think that that's too egregious. So I don't I don't hold it against her, except for the part that like. I mean, if I was her, my writer would be ridiculous. <laughs> what is your What is your, your writer right now when you go speak? Right at now? A, when you do a comedy show. Um, <laughs> that I have enough money to get home. Um, <laughs> that I have a place to sleep. That um, I get yellow discipline discipline from black hookers um that <laughs> you get what <laughs> yellow look di- it up okay um <clears throat> i no nah, basically i get a bar tab i get uh <clears throat> some some money reasonable okay. and, <laughs> and a, a, a decent a, pla- a decent a place hamburger. to stay i mean i don't want like a motel roadside inn right uh, right uh, which well, I, I stay have. there all the time um, and if there are bugs in my room, that they give me another room. <laughs> so, so pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, I, and I heard, I read online somebody was like, "Well, Bill Clinton gets one hundred and forty thousand. I'm like, uh, "Bill Clinton was the president. <laughs> <laughs> he was a two term president, right? You know, I mean, it, it's very different." Chelsea, the SNL last week where she was... Yeah, but how much does Tina Fey get? You know? Oh, I, I'm sure she gets more. But yeah, I love it when Tina, Tina was like, "I'm Sarah Palin." The what'd she say? I was the the silver medal when silver medalist in last year's election or something oh. like that. It was a great. She did the whole Sarah Palin network. Mm-hmm. It was funny. No, I'm not holding it against her. I think it's great. The only problem with it is <laughs> she she tries to come across as this every man you know Joe six pack well, uh, just a soccer mom or, or hockey mom, and here she is needing bendy. Shoes. I have a bigger problem Brandon? with the public that wants to listen to anybody for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one person out there that, that's worth that kind of price tag. <laughs> that's um, true. I don't, I can get anybody on YouTube if I really want to. I don't need to hear anybody for that kind of right. Price. If I was a student at but this for school, fundraisers, people like pay to be near them. The, the that's thing is, my, small that's fun, situation. Fundraise. But the fundraising is not guaranteed. They don't know that they're going to make more than a hundred thousand for and her and lecture. The Nobody may The problem with fundraisers out. in this country is that they all turn it into a contest, like Celebrity Apprentice, or they'll have, you know, uh, Charity Week for uh, Jeopardy or something. Which I've always thought is weird. If you want to give people the money, give them the money. Don't right. make them have a contest to the death in order yeah. to... Well, in theory, it's also promoting it so that everyone knows about it, too. And if people want to give on a smaller scale, they will. Yeah, but I just see this crippled kid in Pittsburgh who's really wanting uh, his make-a-wish with right. Tiger Woods to come true if yeah. Chuck Norris knows the answer to... <laughs> The capital of Uzbekistan. Well, they give them a guaranteed base amount. But, um, yeah. Did you ever have a rider? Uh, No, I've never had a rider. But if I did, right now, it would be a bottle of gin and tonic. Like, that would be my cocktail. Any specific brand? I really like Hendrix. And I just got this new one that I love called uh, Rangpur. It's a Tanqueray. Mm -hmm. And Rangpur is a cross, a natural hybrid between lemon and mandarin orange. So, it's got that kind of essence in the gin. You, you, y'all both get alcohol in your riders, man. Mine is like, <laughs> here's my rider. 
a bottle of water. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I have I have a stool. I have to have a stool. I have to have a uh, mic with a cord, not the cordless kind. I hate those. Um, I don't want a mic stand that's this swivel thing. I want a solid mic so stand. Sim- but sim- pretty simple stuff. No, yeah. like, blue M&Ms and... We uh, always got food like and drinks usually and like, you know, sometimes a place to stay or you just stayed with people that were, you know, associated yeah. with the show. Yeah. Guest yeah, that's and stuff. Yeah. T- typically I, I'll, I'll put, well, either a place to stay or a, a plane ticket out of there so I don't have to stay. And I need one there. person yeah, to follow me far. around yeah. as verbal support. That's harder. Well, Somebody no. to go with you is verbal know. support. I just every now and then I want someone to say, "You the man." <laughs> That's all I Somebody need. Somebody to sit out in the audience and, and yeah. be your guy if they start That's heckling all. you. Uh, Anywho, it's, it's it's silliness, but is that rain again? It's, it's just more. It is. I think it wow. is raining. It's raining here in Texas. So uh, tax day. Oh yeah. Was this week? Uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to be we, exciting. We just did our get ready. We just our tax. I was out of town. So uh, my wife called and said, you'll never guess how much money we're going to get back. Oh, really? $3,014. Really? So that's $3,414. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. (laughs) 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 When I guess numbers, I don't make them up. (laughs) What are we going to buy with this fictitious amount of money? Well, so so here's the... (laughs) Oh, 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 yeah. Back to Fargo, uh, which I don't know why we're bouncing back, but I wanted—I forgot to mention that I subjected myself, for the sake of the show, to at least three hours of right-wing talk radio. I so, think you like it a little bit, Brandon. It actually—it took me back because I used to listen to it. A lot. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to listen to Rush all the time. So I listened to about an hour and a half of Rush and about an hour and a half of Sean Hannity, and it was—it was really. I mean, it was it was nostalgic because it kind of reminded me, but it was so the silliness was almost I it overwhelming. Very interesting to listen to that stuff too. I listened to well, mm-hmm. the, the the big thing, the big right point that Rush was making was that at the tea parties that were going to happen on Tax Day, he said if anybody shows up with racist signs or any kind of oh, yeah, whatever, can. that it, that was obviously a plant from the left. Like they've, they've that's a uh, good cover. That's a really good cover. I got to so, give yeah. it to him. So his that's butt's good. covered either way. You can't argue, yeah. Right. So if somebody shows up with racist, I, oh, oh yeah, they're obviously <laughs> from the Democrats. They just they put them. Well, there. But then they the, also have an excuse test. to here's do it. Here's the real test: Is it spelled correctly? <laughs> Funny you should ask that because uh, the New York Times recently did an article about tea partiers, and, and I, you brought this up earlier that I'm calling them tea partiers now instead of tea baggers. Tea baggers has been, and that shall always tea be. Tea partiers. They chose. They chose the name Tea Baggers, exactly. though. <laughs> they did. So let's honor their wish. The Tea Party Patriots, as they like to call themselves. Uh, the New York Times did did some surveys. They interviewed people, uh, did some polling of people who claimed affiliation. And what they found, and these are, you know, how, how polls are, but you know they did a pretty good job from what I could tell on, the, on their poll. Right, who, who did the poll? Uh, the New York Times. Okay. 18% of the American population consider themselves associated or part of or supporting the Tea Party. So 18%. Uh, 89% white, which is not surprising. Actually, I'd be, I'm would be surprised that it's not higher than that. 1% black, which is certainly not a surprise. Uh, 59%. I want to know who the one black dude is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. fascinating. It's Michael Steele. He makes up the 1%. There's the Uncle Tom in the country. Oh. Anyway, 89% black, 
or 89% white, 1% black, and like 8% other, which who knows what that means. Surprise, surprise. Latin or uh, 59% male, so it's a very male-centric kind of thing. Most of them are married. 75% are over 45. And like 20% are over 65. That means this is a very old, I say old, but comparatively older demographic. When you look at the population of our country, we have a lot of people that are much younger than that uh, in the country. And this is the part that's that's kind of counterintuitive is that they're actually mostly educated compared to the rest of the country. They all they most a lot of them have college degrees. I think something like thirty seven percent have college degrees, whereas in the in U.S. only twenty five percent of the population does. Um, really? And they tend to, to skew towards the wealthier end of the, the socioeconomic demographic. In other words, these are. We tend to think of, and we we make fun of the bad signs and sort of the white trash aspects of it. But the reality is, the Tea Party is represented mostly by old, wealthy, educated white people. Uh, well, they're the ones who started it. Yeah, sure. but I mean, that's overwhelmingly not religious. Surprising at all. It's not surprising at all. But you, you would think that, that there are a lot of ignorant, well, uh, undereducated types when you look at the the Tea Party signs and they're all misspelled and all that kind of stuff. Here's here's the point I'm making. Of course, they started the Tea Party to protect their own interests. They're, even though this year, the middle class is paying less in taxes than they have since 1995 because of the three, the several billion, $300 billion in tax cuts in the, in the stimulus package, these people are still angry about that, even though they're paying less in taxes, mainly because in 2011, the Bush tax cuts will be repealed and they will be forced to be paying higher taxes. So... Uh, 92% of the the Tea Partiers say that America is on the wrong track. Oh, but here's the thing. 64% believe that Obama increased taxes this year, even though he didn't. Even though he decreased taxes for 95% of working families, they believe that he increased taxes. So although they're educated, they're clearly not paying attention. Well, those were a lot of percentages there. I know. There's way too many percentages. <laughs> so maybe other people lost track, too, you know, as they were being reported, and they don't even know what they're voting for. <laughs> yeah. Well, something interesting, I heard somebody talking the other day about the Civil War. and that. Wait, wait. Can we go back to something? Yes. Only 25% of people in America have college degrees? 25% of the general population. Huh. I'm surprised that it's not more like 40%. Because I think no, that's a whole discussion really? its, of itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not now. For I don't know if that's, but see that that may be including all every all ages. So I mean, obviously, if you're under eighteen, you're not going right. to have a college degree. Right. So. There's a huge population. Yeah, it must be adults. Old enough yet. But, or yeah. Oh, but, does that factor in eighteen and under in that? I think I think it's just I think these are just the general population. The general population. So twenty only twenty five percent of everybody has, a, but what they're saying is thirty seven percent of all the tea partiers have college degrees. In right. other words, the percentage, and it's that's because they're older. That's still very low, especially for those tea well, partiers. That's a little skewed because no, you can't really it's be a member of, the, of a party if you're not eligible to vote. Yeah, that's um, true. Right. So, well, it's not an official party, so you can people can. Yeah, you and they bring. You could apply and, the same numbers to Democrats or Republicans and to come up with similar numbers. Anywho, uh, back to the the, the Civil War. <laughs> You would think <laughs> when, when you look at um, the people who fought for the South, the Confederate Army was was made up mostly of very lower low income uh, men who were convinced by the wealthy 
constituency of the South, the, the plantation mm-hmm. owners, the, the dealers in cotton, to go and fight for them. In other words, these were the poor people fighting for the interest of the wealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. historically, when you look across we the world... We still have that. that of course still it goes is. On. It's and going that's on even, right now. That's what the Tea Party is. If, if 63% or, or a high percentage of them are wealthy, but the rest of them are lower income white people that are, have been convinced by these wealthy people that it's in their best interest to go, even though they got a tax cut this year and they'll get a tax cut next year because they're low income. They're fighting against their own interest, which brings me back to the point. I don't really think it's about money at all. I think it's, I think it's, it goes back to, well, never mind. I've talked too much. Y'all go ahead. You don't think what's about money. I don't think the motivation of the Tea Party is about money. I think it really has because and, and the question I always come back to where were they for the wealthy it's about keeping the wealth for of the Tea Party for the general tea tea bagger um it's about family tea values party. it's about god and country it, well that's what they tie it all things. together so right i mean the, the wealthy know what they want they're protecting their own interests the but the only way you can do that is to get the rest of the minions to have something to galvanize around and that's god and country and fox news that's i, I see what you're saying mm-hmm. i think what i'm getting at is I think race and ethnicity and those 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 type of factors play into it a lot more than they want to admit. I, listening to some of the quotes the other day, I heard things like people that when they were interviewing people, they would start off by saying something like, "Okay, I'm not a racist, but <laughs> yeah." Anytime somebody starts off a sentence with "I'm not a racist, but," then you know what they're just basically admitting they are. Yeah. I heard one person say something along the lines of, "You know, I like that." I like to add disclaimers to everything I do too. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not a racist or anything. And then whatever I say next has nothing to do with it. Oh, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I heard one person. I'm say, not a racist or anything, but the the, the aisle uh, aisle three in the grocery store was really wet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. What's wrong with this sentence? If I say this, uh, I, I disagree with Obama, and it's not just because he's black. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> I heard. I literally heard somebody, and the person interviewing them didn't even pause. I mean, didn't even go, "Sir, what did you just say?" Yeah. I heard somebody else say, uh, "We, the Tea Party, we have a new N word. It's November," and they were referring to Ooh. the November elections. I'm like, do you realize? Wow. What oh, they you just realize said, that. They know what they said there for sure. So this this illusion Ooh. that it's all about taxes, it's like, and the government spending. Where? Again, I'm gonna. I say this. I feel like I repeat this every week. Where were the tea baggers during the Bush administration? Where were they? The answer on is on the cabinet. <laughs> they were on the cabinet. They were on the <laughs> sitting on their couch, going, "We love this guy, whatever." When he was spending money like he was insane. When he drew, he's the one that started this whole. Uh, well, we could go into Bill Clinton and the surplus. It's the same and all that, as we but, always know. We already know they follow, and most people don't pay attention. Well, they, just they had to have the, the tea baggers from other be- people. I'm sorry. In their crowd. You had to have the teabaggers because the base of the Republican Party didn't want to follow John McCain. I mean, he's a little too moderate for them. So the old school Republicans needed something to keep the base strong and motivated and energized. And that the teabaggers were invent were born. Y'all don't think it's about race? Sure. Only one little part of it, though. 
I think it's a, I think the whole undercurrent our, is about race. Our I country think it's, is, yeah, but that's is tied to a lot of other racial things. issues. There's no way around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There. It's more about money than race, though. I would think. Generally. Maybe maybe for the people at the top. Maybe maybe the the the, the PACs that started the Tea, tea Party movement. The corporations that are backing it, yeah, for them it's about money. But I think for for the average dude that's out there with his picture of "Don't tread on me" or whatever, you know, I, I think race really plays into it. And they're and they've the racists have finally found a way where they can basically air their grievances without mentioning his color. They could they call him everything else. So you think they came up with a Muslim. party just so they could have a justification to? I think use so. the N word because well, we have to one not use president. the N word. They could do everything but that now, and they could go out there. They were doing all that before they they called themselves the teabaggers. But though. see, now they do it as a collective, and now it's it's that group mentality. It's like I'm not going to go out mm-hmm. on the corner and and start talking about race issues. But if I find myself in a group of a thousand other people that are, and it's okay, and it's accepted for me to say, you know, that he's not from this country. <laughs> You know, things like that is this code language that's this underlying current that it is about race. And the fact that there's only 1%, and I think that's even high, but okay, wait, 1% black people in the Tea Party, it's because they have nothing to offer anybody but except they also, for upper-class black white people. But they also, black people aren't in that, like, genre of, you know, that financial strata and stuff anyway. Well, well, so think, they would only be that percentage. Well, think about it. Trickle-down economics was never intended for those in poverty. or And that's... There's not a, a huge number of, of rich black people around. No, of that's what I mean. Some. Like that 1% is reflective of society. So I think it gets more about maintain the, what the country was wrong. founded on, where <laughs> Madison was going to protect the interests of the opulent against the majority of the, of the... But what if he wasn't black? I mean, what if he was See, doing I don't all think the same anything would. I don't black. think there would be a Tea Party I if Barack Obama wasn't black. I think there would still definitely be a Tea Party. No, no way. Oh, it, would be, it would be much smaller. Yeah, they would. Come less, on. There would be 10 people out there complaining. It's just one more thing, but it's like... Because they would have complained about George Bush because it no, was the same thing. No, they won't because that's their captain. George Bush raised the deficit. He, but uh, they don't know that. He increased the debt and he did... But he did though, and that's what they're complaining about Obama doing. they won't believe it. He increased the size of government. They will believe it, Brandon. But what I'm saying is now they have an excuse. They're veiling it in this whole smaller government, lower taxes thing. Mm. When in reality, if that was their issue, why didn't they have that issue with Bush? Because he did the same thing. Right. He, he, that's because the big expansion of government was Homeland Security and the Pentagon. That's why they don't have a problem with it. Because they, they love guns. They where the money went. Yeah, they love guns and they love... That, make, that, 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 that makes sense. I could buy that. I'm really, I'm kind of, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And yes, we haven't actually attended a Tea Party event. Yet. But I just, it, it, it's, it really strikes me as odd and disturbing how homogenous the group is. That it is but such... But they would say that uh, about the other side too, don't you think? They say that about... No, because see, I went to Barack Obama rallies... And the most amazing thing about it was the absolute diversity of the crowd. Mm. It was literally... It, when, well, that's it, like the coffee party thing, too. Yeah. You know? But what I'm saying is is the <laughs> Tea Party doesn't represent the interests of the of Americans, to mm-hmm. me. The, as Sarah would I, say, right. real Americans. Yeah, yeah. I don't think either party represents the interest of the general person. 
Um, in, in, in either party, either candidate. Uh, I think both parties are created to uh, make sure that there's wealth and that there's money and that there's jobs. Mm-hmm. Keep everything pretty stable. It still bothers me. Can we, maybe we should stop. Okay, so yes, I'm so tired of the teabaggers. I know, I know, but it was it was tax it's day. It's the same every time. We were going to talk. We were actually going to talk about exciting that happens. We were going to talk about gay Which rights tonight. Sometimes, but since we're running out of time, let's we'll just. How do, much time is left? Uh, we got a couple minutes. Just enough time to throw out. So so here's here's the thing, President Obama recently or, or within the last week or so actually sent a memo to the Secretary of Health and Human Services saying, look. If you're going, if hospitals are going to accept Medicare or Medicaid, they can no longer discriminate against gay couples from visit visitation. Oh, right, right, okay. Mm-hmm. It, to me, this sounds like a, a great idea. It sounds awesome, but I've I've actually talked to several gay people about it, and they're they're kind of like it's really a patronizing kind of thing. And it makes and, and when I saw it from their perspective, I was like, yeah, you're right. Why? It is Why did kinda, they say? How did they say? They're like. Oh, so they're going to now... I mean, I mean, it's... Well, here's the thing, because Obama promised them the moon, basically, when he was running for office, and as soon as he got elected, he ran straight to the middle. I thought he says he didn't. He wasn't for gay marriage. Yeah, he, I, I thought he, he did said say that. that. He'd, he'd say it without saying it. I, I mean, don't know. I think... I mean, I always I read he, that he that, that was his yeah, position. He, he, well, he did say talk that. to the homosexual community. They thought a different... Yeah. yeah. Well, but you, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was marketed. But I think he them. has a, lo- a sort of a long game strategy on this. I, obviously, he's an intelligent person. He can't possibly not really think that gay people should be married. I mean, you know he does. He's a, he has liberal leanings. and so. But what I think I is he's... I don't think he does. But see, I think he... Okay, so you had the... First, what he did was... Or it might not be... Maybe if he opens up so many things, like the next guy, it's okay for the next guy to be like, okay, it's been broken down enough, fine, we're fine. That's what I'm saying is, okay, you had the don't ask... that happens a lot. He he requested they repeal don't ask, don't tell. That's a big thing, right? Then this, so now gays will be able to allow... And I think it's just sort of... The right wing likes to talk it's about a slippery away. slope. I think this is a slippery slope that eventually we're going to... These these things are going to be restored to, to gay people as, as well they should, and we're going to go... Why? Why in the world can't they get married? I mean, they can be in the military. They can visit each other in the hospital. Why shouldn't they be able to get married? And it's going to be almost like an afterthought. Right. And I think he's playing this sort of long game strategy. He's taking one issue at a time. Well, some states, lots of states are passing and it sure, too now. I and, mean, they're starting to dot around, so that'll just keep happening. Whereas I think it's if one issue at a, th- I, I don't see it that way. Well, if he I, came out and said, it's the same as the if the president came out and said, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, it won't happen. He if promised you try to, to move with health care. Right. We got. Yeah, but it won't happen if you could try to make a big all at once kind of deal. He could have. He had the political capital to make this happen with a public option, which the public, by the way, in CNN CNN polls and USA polls, uh, the majority of which said they want it. So he could have made it happen. The reason he didn't make it happen is because it wasn't in anybody's political interest. Yeah. Um, Hmm. That screws lobbies and that screws. People who are who got him there in the first place. All right, so I here's think, here's what I'm going to do. Oh, go go ahead, Steph. No, I think that they're doing the best that they can. I, I, no, I don't, I don't think, think they they're have, doing like, the best that they can. I don't think they have. This I is mean, what we always do at, at each and like. <laughs> at the very well, end. you guys have a minute left. You guys start going at it. That's how it because is. you cradle this guy as if he's the baby no, Jesus. He's not, not. He's screwed up in so several ways. He's had opportunities and, and he's not. Taking All right, here's damage. the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this out to li- listeners. Please save us. <laughs> 
send us some emails about these these this particular topic. Next week we're probably gay going rights. to continue the gay rights okay, thing. Gay rights. Um, a topic we haven't really covered. We haven't really talked that much about race, but I'm kind of becoming sort of almost obsessed with it because I think that there's still this huge undercurrent of racism in our country. But I think it's just so tied to economics. I mean, I don't really think people really care about the color because they don't mind really rich black guys or really rich Latino dudes. They don't mind them at all. There is an unconscious racism. And just it happens that they're all like lower class because they were slaves. <laughs> well, there is an unconscious racism in this country. We were built that way. Same but I think it, there's Hispanics. almost. I think it's an. It's. It is conscious for some people. When you say I'm a conservative, what are you trying to conserve? You're conserving the way things used to be, the good old days. But you know what? They weren't good old days for black people. Right. They weren't course. good old days for anybody it was except good old rich days white for people. Them. Yeah. I don't think they're thinking consciously. Oh, I want to keep my money so these black people can't. I think I they're think saying exactly I want right. to keep my money. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Chris Rock yeah. was was on. Uh, I guess it was on Bill Maher the other day, and I, he put it really well when he was talking about the healthcare debate. He said the problem that so many white people have with this is black people just got upgraded. <laughs> and when you go on an airplane and you're and you're sitting in first class and somebody gets upgraded to first class but didn't mm-hmm. pay for it or didn't you know put their money in, right. you resent them. You're like, oh, I can't stand this person <laughs> sitting next to me. And he said that's how white people feel now is now some black people and Latin people and whoever are going to get a benefit that all the white people, quote, had to work for. But uh, see, I would argue that a lot of them never had to work for that to begin with. I think it's just a stigma of ignorance in general. And like, like I said, when they're amongst them it, at the same level, they don't care. Yeah. Bless you. Excuse me. And on that blessing, we will end tonight's show. And we'll pick this up again tight. next week. And so uh, <laughs> definitely please uh, save us from this. What's a good word for this? Uh, Maelstrom. Miasma. <laughs> That's a good word. Uh, yeah, those are great choices. Send us an email at urbanunderachiever at yahoo.com and uh, throw yourselves into this mix here so that we can continue next week. And but, uh, come visit us, maybe. We should have a guest if they want to come someday. Yeah, yeah if you're we'll a person that off. wants to be yeah, on the like, show. Come talk to, you can be a fourth person like we had at uh, Rainy. Yeah, we have a spot here open for you. If you're a person <laughs> of substance. <laughs> we can have a special guest. Let us know why. If you're a conservative, please definitely come into yeah, the yeah, lion's den here and come and sit down with us. Anybody. That isn't crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just open it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that won't hurt It'll us be interesting radio. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Don't start going crazy. Bye.